0: So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here, so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go
1: play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It
0: was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it.
2: Then erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them
0: off the hook. you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood, too. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast. On today's show, it is the 2023 Dynasty Fantasy Football Awards, an award named after my co-host because these awards are pure gold. If you don't know my co-host, allow me to introduce him. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, fired up for this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We get to talk a little bit of crap about some people that pissed us off. We get to celebrate the ones that helped us win all of our glory. And I get to sit here and I get to talk football with you. And my Detroit Lions are still playing football.
0: You know, funny story. We were going to resume our live streaming. So if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're not watching this on YouTube, I would say, okay, you're not normally a YouTube subscriber. You don't normally do the YouTube. We've all got the app on our phone. For just this one instance, you have to go look at the thumbnail for this show. This is an award show. Imagine me as the host holding up an award that's got Jerry's face on it. It's worth the visit just to check it out. Uh, Shout out to Brittany from the Player Profiler Graphics team. She absolutely nailed it. But we were going to resume live streaming last Sunday, the 14th, and the game assignments come out, and your Detroit Lions were the 830 slot. There was no way I was going to ask you to resume. And and you wouldn't have been here. No. Uh, There there could have been a live stream. I
1: honestly would have been a little bit too inebriated to partake in a football podcast also. Me and the Woodford, it was going down too smoothly the more stressed out I got.
0: Yeah, you were in our patron group chat acting a little bit, but rightfully so. A little excited, but acting a little bit of a fool. I'm a little concerned this week because the early game, the 3 three thirty game, is Detroit and Tampa Bay. So you you could be in rare form on Sunday, but back on Pl- Player Profiler, live-streaming, Sunday night, we're going to go 9.30. We usually go at 9.00. We're going to go 9.30 p.m. Eastern because I want to go a full three hours. I want to make sure we get almost all of that Bills-Chiefs game before we hit the record button. But uh, that'll be me and my man Jerry. Uh, Jerry, how are you feeling about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
1: You know, we already kicked the crap out of them earlier in the year. Now, granted, they are a different team now, but Detroit was a zoo, and Detroit's going to be a zoo again on Sunday. I don't want to get my hopes up, but I, for somebody who has watched one playoff win since he was five years old and it was last week, I am pretty confident that I'm going to see a second one. And then I'm going to talk myself into the Lions going into the Super Bowl. And I don't even know if I can fathom that reality.
0: Could you see a world as as, as good as Green Bay played last week where they go into San Francisco and upset the 49ers and then you guys could potentially host the NFC championship game
1: against the Packers.
0: Yeah, that would, that, I mean, that would be the rubber match Detroit won one time the Packers yep. won one time uh, that would square the, the, the seasonal feud. I, I'm excited for you guys. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Uh, I'm looking forward to get back to live stream. I'll be, I'll be real honest. I am super excited. Uh, I booked our guy, Dallas Hyder. Now, there'll be another new rookie rundown this week on the Dynasty Warzone channel. There's a Dynasty Warzone channel, a player profiler channel. Please subscribe to both. Could you Could you subscribe to all four? Yes, we will allow it. You can subscribe to both YouTubes and both podcasts. But whatever you are, let's be honest, we are who we are. We do podcasts, we do YouTube. You do one or the other, just, just subscribe to both. That gets her done, Jerry. Uh, we got a lot to get into, so let's get our one ad out of the way, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll get start giving out some some hardware, some jerrys. Cool.
2: Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you. Right. Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure. Let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team, and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Betel is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20 you get $50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right.
0: Nothing wrong with a little bit of battle. If you want to get in some action that way, find sponsor of the show. So, Jerry, um, we're going to get right into good people, bad tweets. Okay. But but I realized as I was putting this show document together this this week that I've got to do a better job this year of tracking the the, the best of good people, bad tweets. That way, this time next year, we can give someone a Jerry Award for the best good person with a bad tweet in the year of 2024. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah. So I, here's what I'm going to need from you. I'm going to need it from you guys, the listeners, that if you hear one that you think is an all-timer, and I got a good one next week, you got to be here on Sunday, this person's going to block me again. Mark my word. Again. But again, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story on Sunday. We call that a teaser. In the in the business, but um, I've got two tonight, two, because one of them is a good person with with a the most spot on prediction tweet of all time. Are you ready? Yep, shoot. This gentleman, his name is Carlo, and he's at Carlo Onorati, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. O n o r a t i Onorati. I think I think I'm I think I'm pretty spot on there. And Carlo tweeted this on April 22nd, 2021. Okay. So almost three years ago this April, let me read you this tweet. And it was in response to a tweet talking about Jordan Love being the worst draft pick of all time. And my man Carlo says, the year is 2023. And Jordan Love steps in as the Packers starting QB seasoned and leads the team to the playoffs. And the beginning of a great career. Jonathan Jones gets added to freezing cold takes memes. Jonathan Jones being the person that said it was the worst draft pick of all time. I saw that. My only response, I retweeted it with a with a gif from Harry Potter that said, you're a wizard. Jerry, how ice cold is that take? I mean, my man nailed that.
1: Yeah, he could not have hit it anymore. And honestly, Jordan Love was an
0: animal against the Cowboys. Now, it, it wasn't you, but one of the two of us was very pro-Jordan love and was very like, we got to take it easy. It's it, it's not a competition. Because the problem is, and that's going to lead to our next tweet here in a second because it's coming up on that season. We, do, we, we need a little bit. We're going to do a rookie bust Jerry Award here in just a little bit. But we're in such a rush just to blow these guys up. And you're going to say, well, Memphis, you've been blowing Justin Fields up for all season. Gang, we're going into year four. All right? Like when I tweeted out on Sunday, when I saw Carlo's good tweet, this was a great tweet. I was like, this is why you don't throw Will Levis away right now. Give him some time. Give him next season. If if he's not improved by Thanksgiving of next year, throw him out the window. But like right now is not the time. Let's see who his OC is. As a matter of fact, you, you might even go out and see if you can buy. I just wanted to share Carlos, uh, his tweet, because I thought it was great, Jerry. Yeah, Nostradamus over there. All right, but Jerry, you know, where, where there's good, there is bad. Always. And, and, and this next one, uh, good friend and fellow podcaster here on Player Profiler Network, Jax Falcone, from the Undroppables, he retweeted this, and I saw it, and I was like, Mother of God. So last week, Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver one in this class, arguably the best wide receiver prospect we've seen since Calvin Johnson, speaking of the Lions. And uh, this gentleman, Noah Pyres. I'm going Pyres, P-I-R-E-S, like fires but with a P. Noah Pyres. And Noah said, the wide receiver four in the 2024 draft class declared. Fire emoji. See, I saw Jerry roll his eyes. Jerry, when when, when you see someone call Marvin Harrison Jr. the wide receiver four in this class, not overall, because you're going to hear that too, what are your thoughts?
1: That's just dumb. I I hope he got every bit of engagement that he wanted because that's just, there is no true context to it. And you're just saying it to be a contrarian, which there's a word that the Australians and the Scottish and the British and the New Zealanders like to use in the English language. And it's very underutilized in the American English vernacular. And it rhymes with a batting strategy in baseball, Randy, uh, a bunt, if you will. And I'm going to let you guys figure out what that word is, because sending a tweet like that,
0: it's that word. Well, it's funny. If if you go into Noah's profiler, or pro, player profiler, player profiler always on the brain here, if you go into his Twitter profile, he is the head of social media for Underdog. And as I tweeted, as I commented on Jax's tweet, I'm like, wouldn't be much of a head of social media if he's not out there stirring that engagement. Right. You know, I remember a couple of years ago a John, a gentleman named John Hellenkamp, not John Mellencamp, the singer, but John Hellencamp, the fantasy football contributor. He he said that Jamar Chase was his wide receiver seven in that year. Very famous. As we creep on, and we're going to do our first mock draft, write this down, unless you're driving, and then keep your eyes on the road, your hands on the wheel. But we're going to do our first rookie mock draft on the Sunday night between the NFC-AFC championship games and the Super Bowl. Our boy Dallas from the rookie rundown, he's going to come by. Uh, We're not super ready. We're going to do a one-round super flex. We're going to give you 12 picks. We're going to talk about them. We're going to bring on our rookie guy. We're going to make that fun. But as we get deeper into rookie season, be very careful of takes like this. Just people being contrarian, people being silly. I saw a, uh, a quote-unquote former NFL scout had Caleb Williams ranked as the seventh-best quarterback in his class. Jerry, the knuckleheads are out.
1: You're ju- you're just a jerk-off if you do that. Like I, I Listen, I would love to be noble and a professional, but I'm not. If you're going to be a jerk-off, I'm going to call you a jerk-off. And I'm not saying you can't have contrarian takes – But there's absolutely no way, shape, or form you've seen Marvin Harrison Jr. play, and you think that's the wide receiver four in this class. Oh, Caleb Williams is the QB7. Stop it. Stop it. That's nonsense. Honestly, I sort of thought it was going to be the... uh, I I think you retweeted it recently. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You saved that one. You're talking about the picks? The picks one? That's awful. That was absolutely. I was. I was professional in that one. I did not respond. When I'm, comes glad, along, I'm glad. You must <laughs> I'm glad it's coming. Zip it. I'm glad it's coming because
0: I do not want to be professional. Oh, that that that, that that is Sunday's good people bad tweet. That one's going to be a good one. This one right here. This is just for engagement. But uh, you know what we do to people who who good. He's a good person. I believe he's a good person. But that was a bad tweet. So when you yeah. you do that, you get to meet Dana White. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Couldn't have put it, put it any better ourselves, Jerry. No, Dana absolutely. said everything that needs to be said. All right, here we are. It is award season, Jerry. Uh, coming off the Emmys, they just did the Emmys. We've done this before. Um, let's go right into it. Let's start off with something positive. Okay. So I I will read these and then we will react. So the award for the 2023 Fantasy Football Rookie of the Year, the nominees are Bijan Robinson, C.J. Stroud, Puka Nakua, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. Is that a good list, Jerry? I think it's a good list. I think okay. there's three guys that stand out. Okay. But we have talked and the dynasty war zone award the jerry if you will goes to puka nakua puka nakua the 2024 or 23 dynasty rookie of the year guy came out of nowhere jerry just yep. set records um moved way up the dynasty rankings what made him your rookie of the year just production and draft capital
1: i mean if you got him in your rookie draft, there's a chance you got him in the third. There's another chance you got him in the fifth, and he broke the record for the most receiving yards by a rookie. That's Stroud was awesome. Sam Laporta was awesome. Not like Puka, though. Got to be Puka.
0: Hey, I, I I wrote the show sheet. I put Puka on there, so I wrote the show. All these awards. I wrote the show sheet. I, I put what I thought, then we jumped on before we started the show. And we went back and forth to make sure we were in alignment. Because I can't give an award to Jerry. There's only one rookie of the There's only one Jerry award to be given for one rookie. It's Puka Nakua, man. 1,486. And here's the scary thing. He finished as the wide receiver four on the season. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have but six touchdowns. Yeah. Six. And, you know, I, I know there was a lot of people saying, you know, Cooper Cup just didn't look right. He came back too soon from the injury he really wasn't right all year you know puka nakua could take a 10 percent even a 15 percent you know reduction in performance and he's still going to be a wide receiver one next year and we talked about it last week with it you know being the quote unquote chris godwin treatment where he breaks out and then never hits that that's okay this is the dynasty dream. This is what we dream of when we go into rookie drafts. You dream on drafting a guy to Jerry's point in the third round, in the fifth round, and you wind up with Puka Nakua. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that might overvalue some fifth rounders and some third rounders this year. He's the next Puka Nakua. But but what did Puka Nakua have, guys? He had a very good quarterback. He had a very good teammate around him in Cooper Cup, so he had a true wide receiver one with him. He had an offensive-minded head coach. He was in a good spot. So so remember, when when we're ranking these guys, first you rank them on their talent pre-draft, then you rank them on their landing spot post-draft. Jerry, that is our rookie category. So congratulations to Puka um, on your Jerry Award, your Dynasty Warzone Award. Let's go into sophomore surge. Jerry. Yep. So every year, you know, you we we draft rookies, we see flashes. Some people want to raise them up. Some people want to wanna to, wanna to beat them down. Uh don't give them love. Some give them too much love. But the nominees for the twenty twenty three Dynasty Warzone award, the nominees are Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Brian Robinson. Trey McBride and George Pickens. What do you think about that list?
1: I think that's a two headed race. Okay. I will let you know that this was one of the ones that you did not have marked
0: down. We had to discuss it a little bit. We did. We did. Um, we'll, we'll get into the reasons in a second. Now, um, let's go ahead and give the winner their award and then we'll discuss. Okay. And the winner of the 2023 Sophomore Surge Dynasty Warzone Award. It's Kyron Williams. Right. Randy's and, and, man's. And, and I I I was I've been at Kyron Williams. That's how I got to a lot of the championships I got to. Now I ran into CD Lamb. That's a different conversation for a different time. But it was very close for me personally when I was deciding between Rashad White and Kyron Williams. I ultimately, my, I lean to Kyron Williams because of his excellent play in the fantasy playoffs. This guy was awesome in weeks 15, 16, 17. And Rashad White wasn't bad in weeks 15 and 16. He did not have one of his better games in the championship week. And it's going to happen. You just wound up on the wrong side of variance. It was real close. And it tied in tight end premium leagues, especially the second half, you have to give a lot of love to, to Trey McBride. I do want to. I do want to denote the reason why Brian Robinson was a nominee. Remember, it's an honor just to be nominated. Is up until he got injured, he was the B Robinson of note from a fantasy scoring standpoint. He was ahead of Bijan. It took him getting injured, and missing several games, for Bijan to leap past him in fantasy production. So we don't tend to give him as much credit because he wasn't highly touted. Um, I wanted to show that man some respect. And then George Pickens, he blew up. I I wanted to have a a good list of nominees. Jerry, why did you vote for Kyron?
1: I mean, I was between Rashad White and Kyron Williams as well. Uh, I think the difference for me is that Rashad White was sort of on the scene already. We had seen a little bit. So, yes, he surged beyond what he had done last year. Kyron, though. I mean, Kyron was a, a almost a non-factor and then winning championships, like you said, or getting people to the championship until they got trucked by C.D. Lamb. I mean, a, a, and going forward, you're semi-confident in Kyron Williams. I mean, yes, the draft capital wasn't there and the prospect profile and blah, 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 all the dumb shit that dynasty people talk about, but he was productive on a team that made it to the playoffs. And he was a focal point of that offense as well. So we have gone with our second Ram, the no longer in the playoffs. Thanks to Jared Goff, Los Angeles Rams. Did I say St. Louis? I meant Los Angeles. It's
0: a Freudian Uh, slip.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kyron, you're, you're pretty confident that you're going to have him next year, which is all you can really hope for bro. Had a good sophomore season. I'm for it. He, he, While I do like Rashad White better, probably,
0: you have to give this to Kyron Williams. 100%. So here's a pop quiz for you. How many running backs averaged 20 or more PPR points this season? Averaged. What is it? It's two. One was Kyron Williams. The other one was Christian McCaffrey. The gap in points per game in PPR, one-point PPR, it goes Christian McCaffrey at 24.5. Kyron Williams at 21.3, Alvin Kamara at 17.9. There is a gap of three and a quarter points between Kyron and the next guy. And here's the thing. You don't give a running back 228 touches. He does not because the Rams win total. If you're a sports better, the Rams win total this year was six and a half. They weren't supposed to be any good. And don't think for a second that barring injury they're not going to continue to lean on Kyron. He falls into that category of what, like, what I like to call lease cars. They're, like, he's a lease running back. You want these guys going into year two, year three. When they sign that second deal, you trade them. Now, well, there'll be special guys, Brees Hall, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson, potentially. Sure. Those guys are a little bit different, but more often than not, We keep these guys for their rookie contract, flip them off to someone else, and uh, move on to the next one. But that is our sophomore surge winner, Kyron Williams. Jerry, let's go to breakthrough performer, because Mm -hmm. not every breakthrough is a rookie or a sophomore. Sometimes these guys take a little bit of time to break out. Now, they can be a rookie or a sophomore, but not always. Are you ready for our 2023 breakthrough performer nominees? Okay, shoot. The nominees are Jordan Love, Travis Etienne, CJ Stroud, Puka Nakua, Nico Collins, Tyron Williams. It's like the Oscars or the Emmys. You can win multiple. So yeah. Jerry, we, we that was our list. We talked and the award for breakthrough performer. 2023, the Dynasty Jerry goes to Nico Collins. Um, that was not my personal first choice. I'll be honest. I was leaning Jordan Love, but Jerry, I'll let you go into Nico because you've been a Nico guy. You know, I, I was giving you a hard time, like I was been on Kyron Williams and some other guys, but Nico, I was never on Nico. That was one hundred percent a Jerry guy.
1: So I I got a tough time giving it to rookies. So that's why I didn't want to give it to Stroud or Puka cuz I yes you're breaking through cuz you're you're joining into the league and you're being great. Travis Etienne has been good. Jordan Love close, but he had he had that stretch in the middle where he just he wasn't all that great and Nico Collins has been pretty consistent. There was a couple weeks where he wasn't, don't get me wrong when Tank Dell was an absolute animal, but Nico Collins has been probably like wide receiver 40 most of his career. And then this year, he pops off for 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns once he finally gets a quarterback that looks his way. I mean, that that's a breakthrough. And it doesn't seem like it's going to change. We might see a dip. Don't get me wrong, because Tank Dell's awesome. But if he gets 1,100 yards and he gets six touchdowns, he's still starter worthy. You're still happy about him. And he's never going to be overly expensive. Because A, you didn't get a ton of that early rookie draft capital that insulates everybody's value. You didn't get that with him. And then you didn't get that early production. So it's just, it's a double whammy. There's going to be people that have Nico Collins that love Nico Collins. And you know, you're not going to be able to acquire him, but more often than not, his production is going to exceed what his trade value is. That's a breakthrough performer.
0: And and I had no problem acquiescing and going with Nico as our award winner. I'm smarter than I look. If if you've never seen me go to YouTube, you'll be like, yeah, he is smarter than he looks. I really wanted to go Jordan Love. Part of it is, is I've been on Jordan Love since he was a rookie. Uh, But you got to give him credit. 4,159 yards, uh, 32 touchdowns, and only 11 interceptions. And then he chipped in with an extra 250 rush yards and four rushing touchdowns. The big test for Jordan Love and to a, di- a different degree, Nico Collins, because he's kind of fade the draft and, and free agency is what do these guys do for a follow-up? Because Jordan Love did great this year. He did it against a, a third place schedule. The Minnesota Vikings were a little bit down this year. I uh, when I say third place. I mean, third place within the division, but uh, props to both guys. Um, again, it's an honor to be nominated. So Jordan Love, and uh, that was mine, but the winner is Mr. Nico Collins. Now, Jerry, when there's good awards, you know, like they have the Emmys and the Oscars, right? You ever heard of the Razzies? I, ha- I have not. The, ra- the Razzies are the awards they give to the worst movies of the year. Okay. So look it up, R-A-Z-Z-I-E, the Razzie Awards. Check those out. Um, you might be like, well, I like that movie, and, I, and I've done that many times. <laughs> but uh we're gonna go with the rookie bust of the year. The bust, Jerry. Um, the nominees for rookie bust of the year are Bryce Young, Roshan Johnson, yeah, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, we're cooking, Quentin Johnston, yeah, uh-huh. and Jackson Smith and Jigba. The award for the 2023 biggest rookie bust of the year goes to quentin johnston jerry shocker F- feels like an easy one man when i said when, when i because this is one that i pre-populated on the show sheet i don't think there's much debate
1: no uh fun fact i was actually in the document while you were typing in quentin johnston's name and i thought about messing with you and erasing it and putting somebody else but yeah i didn't even want to do that because it's not even deserving of a joke because it's obvious i mean there's a lot of names on there that you know 11 months ago we heard all about bryce young and roshan and mingo and qj and even jsn and it was pretty gross for every single person on that list i mean jsn is the one where you hear it and you're like damn These guys are just, that's a hot, that's a hot take, but but honestly, it's not, it's, it's not, he was not really usable at all. And where you had to take him and what we had to hear about his scouting profile. Yeah. Rookie bust of the year candidate. Not granted. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be the winner. No, no, he, 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 but he, but he, he deserves to be mentioned in this category and I'm actually happy that you did, but quentin johnson i mean come on what are we talking what are we talking about
0: horrible well i'll I'll get into quentin johnson real real quick from the from the jackson smith and jigba crowd the ohio really the ohio state buckeye crowd yeah the uh they want confirmation bias he's he, he was the wide receiver eight among the rookie class meaning seven other rookie wide receivers scored more fantasy points than him and he was, what, the second, maybe the first wide receiver off the board? Sorry, yeah. that kind of makes you a bust. That doesn't mean that he can't rebound. They're going to get a new head coach. They're going to get a new OC, may even get a new quarterback. So brighter days could be ahead. And that's kind of how I feel about Quentin Johnston. Eventually, you you can buy the dip. My problem with, with Quentin Johnston is I think the Chargers are going to do what the Eagles did a couple of years ago, and they're going to go back-to-back wide receivers in the first round. I believe they have the fifth overall pick, fifth or sixth, and every mock draft that I've looked at recently has them going Malik Neighbors. Uh, if that's the case, that is absolutely going to nuke the value of Clinton Johnston because Mike Williams will be back, Keenan Allen will be back, and it may only be for a year, but we don't really want to be hanging on to these guys going into the, like you know, hoping for that third-year breakout. We're, not, we're, we're hoping that Jackson, Smith, and Jigba is on the breakout performers list next year. So sure. uh, that, was, that was an easy one for Bust, Jerry. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to go to another positive award, Jerry. We're going to be very positive on this one. We're going to go with Dynasty's Biggest Riser. Whose Dynasty value rose the most? The biggest riser in Dynasty. The nominees are Kyron Williams, Jordan Love, Puka Nakua, Brock Purdy, Sam LaPorta, Nico Collins. And the award for the dynasty's biggest riser in 2023 goes to Detroit's own Sam LaPorta. And, and, And Jerry was like, are you sure? I don't want to come across as a homer. I'm a Lions fan. Here was my voting criteria for putting Sam LaPorta there. One of these guys has risen to number one in their positional rankings. It's not Kyron Williams. It's not Jordan Love. It's not even Puka Nakua, who had a great year. It's not Brock Purdy. It's not Nico Collins. It's Sam Laporta. He is pretty much across any service. He is the tight end one. Uh, He avoided major knee injury in the playoffs. He is the, the, the biggest riser because you can't rise higher than number one. That was my criteria, Jerry. Yeah.
1: 900 yards, 10 touchdowns as a rookie. And you saw him fourth and one in a playoff game catching the touchdown. I mean, big moments don't matter to him. He's there. He's in. It's just another play to him. And you love to see it. I mean, and Iowa tight end. Iowa tight end. Now, granted, I am... I'm not of the Hawkeye fan variety of my Iowa residency. Um, I owe lots and lots of student loans to Iowa State University, but I mean you cannot deny what an Iowa tight end is.
0: No, not at all. I mean you got George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Dallas Clark, Clark back in the day. Dallas Clark, man, J- Jerry is uh, going with a big, a big reach. Well, listen, let's let's knock out one more award, then we'll take a quick break. How about that? Cool. Let's go with the lifetime achievement award. Like some of these some of these guys drafted in the 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017 classes, they're still out there producing fantasy points year after year after year. We want to make sure that we give one of these aged veterans, one of these grizzled veterans, the award they're due with our Lifetime Achievement Award. You know, they do this at the Oscars, like, you know, for for a distinguished career, we're going to do that here. So the nominees for the Lifetime Achievement Award are Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, Alvin Kamara, Jared Goff. And this one right here, uh, Jerry Jerry, uh, spoke up. This was like right off the tip of his tongue. The winner is Mike Evans. Jerry, when I ask you this question, because I didn't have a definitive answer, I wanted to get your two cents. You said Mike Evans. Can you tell us why?
1: He's just been absolutely consistently awesome. Never, never been wide receiver one, but I'll be damned if you're you've ever been pissed about having Mike Evans at, 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 as a as a player on your roster because he's what do we got? Ten years of a thousand yards. Dude's an animal. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams has been good, and Derrick Henry's been good, and Jared Goff, I don't know. You you, you got you still got some work to do before I'm going to put you up there. But the guy you wanted was Alvin Kamara,
0: so you, at least give your case for him. I mean, we just mentioned it. He scored the third most PPR points per game again this year. No Drew Brees, no Sean Payton, new quarterback. The guy just performs He's been so good. He got injured in in the championship week, and he had his worst games of the year down the stretch, but just been so good for so long. And if you look at his game logs throughout his career, he misses so few games. I mean, outside of the suspension, he's pretty consistent. He's pretty healthy, and he's always been really, really good. I think all of these guys you can make a case for. There could only be one. Uh, but coming off the year, Mike Evans is coming off of. I'll be with, with all of these guys. I'll be very curious to see where Mike Evans, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara are playing next year. True. Um, Alvin Kamara could still be in New Orleans, you know, with some some cap and contract situations. But uh, that, that that's going to make for an interesting offseason. And I'll, I'm I'm getting ready to share with you a tool that you can use this offseason.
2: Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side, prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add ons for SuperFlex and to buy the upcoming rookie class every year. You're going to spend $5 on this thing and it's going to be well worth it.
0: Yeah. One of the many tools and things offered from player profiler. I will get into this at a later date cause I can't give away too much, but there is going to be a new show that I will be hosting and it will involve a lot of listener and fan interaction. And, and, and how do you get there? supporting player profile or supporting the dynasty war zone, you know, supporting the sponsor say, Hey, look, you know, here, here's where I got the, the, the dynasty dominator. You know what? We try to take care of those that take care of us. I'm not going to get into the concept and everything. We're not quite ready to go. We still have eyes, the dot and T's to across, but just remember, we're going to have something for you from this show. That's going to be there to uh, support those that support us. So um, Speaking Jerry. of supporting those that support us, did
1: you see who Player Profiler has writing content
0: for him now? Oh, um, I, I have more on that. I can tell you off the air. Uh-huh. But it's our boy. It's our boy Dan Williamson. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. I big, saw that today. I was so happy. Big Dan, um, guys. I'll just say this: I, I, uh, I am privy to some things that I cannot get into. But there's some big stuff coming now. They announced Dan. So I'm not letting any cats out of any bags. But um, stick around with player profiler. You Every year you think, well, man, how much higher can Matt and Theo and Billy and all the 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 Seth and all the Jason and everything, how high can we take this? We're, we're not even at the foothills yet, guys. We're, we, we have got so much more to go. Stick around with us here at the Dynasty War Zone and player profiler. Now, Jerry, let's get into... A back-to-back fun award and then award where we make fun of somebody. How about that? that. All right. So I know Matt, the pod father, Matt Kelly, he he is not big on coach worship. He thinks we sometimes we as analysts give too much credit to coaches. But I think sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. Because we always tear down the ones that don't help our team. So let's give some love to those that do. So the nominees for Fantasy's Friendliest Head Coach in 2023, the nominees are Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Shane Steichen, Mike McDaniel, Ben Johnson, and Bobby Slowick. Those are your nominees. But the winner of the Fantasy's Friendliest Head Coach Award for 2023 the Jerry goes to Kyle Shanahan. And this was, was, was my suggestion, and I'll tell you why. It's like, like I told Jerry, it's like top eight tight end, number one overall running back, top eight quarterback, two top 15 wide receivers. Now, you have some of these other guys that has a wide receiver one here, a QB one there, a running back one, but nobody across the board hit every category from a fantasy perspective like Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. So that's why I was close with Sean McVay. Uh, I'm not a homer. Um, I wanted to say Shane Steichen. I think he got everything he possibly could out of Gardner Minshew. I think it could have been different had he had a healthy Jonathan Taylor all year. Uh, What Mike McDaniel did early um, and continued for Tyreek Hill and then Raheem Mostert managed to stay healthy most of the year the explosiveness from Devon A-Chain. They didn't really have much of a tight end presence. That was kind of the same thing with the Colts. Um, I think if Detroit had just leaned into one running back, they could have been here. But I think at the end of the day, we were very fair in our award. Um, But my second place vote would have been McVay, but the winner, Jerry Kyle Shanahan.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. There was just no disappointment for many of his players that you were relying on. And hell, that's a win in and of itself in this game. But not only that, they were like you said at worst, the worst fantasy relevant player on that offense was Debo Samuel. And yeah, if, the and, wide if that, and if that's your and that and if that's your situation, then yes, he has created a conducive environment
0: for nerds like us. And not only was he the wide receiver fifteen, but he missed a game. But I will just tell you, as someone who drafts players, does startups. Matt can, you know, have his feelings on on coaches, but I will just say this: there's a certain warm and fuzzy feeling you get, and look no further than Puka Nakua, and Kyron Williams, and so many of these guys. That when you get those guys, those proven guys, not like some of these guys that we want to say are good, but they've only had pockets of success. When you get this proven track record, like Kyle Shanahan like Sean McVay, there's this warm and fuzzy feeling you get knowing that unless your guy gets injured, he's going to produce. It's a feeling unlike none other. That's true.
1: And then Randall,
0: that brings (laughs) us
1: to fantasy's biggest villain.
0: You know, villain is a term that has been used a lot. Like if you consume poker content on YouTube, Instagram, uh, it's very consumable in shorts. Or reels, you know. Pick the format near you. Um, I think it's a little overdone. Like, you know, they'll be like the villain calls or the villain raises. <laughs> I like it. The hero and the villain. But, but I see. I don't. I, I, I liked it when I first heard it. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a shout out. If you're looking for the best gambling slash poker YouTube channel in existence, and this kid, he's a kid. He's 23. He's grown his channel from when I found him in like October from 12,000 followers to now he's got like 60,000 followers. It is the most compelling content. It's must watch. Like I, I have to watch. Like I, it's one of the, the few things that I have notifications turned on every day. I'm looking, when's the next video going to drop? His name is Corey Iring, E-Y-E-R-I-N-G. Corey Iring. It's gold. He He did a series earlier, like in the winter, where he was going to gamble his entire net worth at the World Series of Poker in North Carolina. It's a great watch. Um, But anyway, that was a little side tangent about poker and villains and, and whatever. But we have an award for the biggest villain in fantasy football from a coaching perspective. The nominees are Mike Vrabel, Kellen Moore, Pete Carroll, Frank Reich, Arthur Smith, Brian Dayball, Bill Belichick. And the award for biggest villain from a head coach or offensive coordinator goes to Arthur Smith. Yeah, Arthur Smith absolutely sunk the value. Uh, Bijan managed to do pretty good. And I think he finished as uh, running back six on the season but we've seen the impact of the quarterback drake london wasn't any good uh i guess if anything he made tyler algier more valuable than he should have right. but this one right here is one of those slam dunk ones i mean if this we the, said this, anybody but the Quentin johnston of coaches uh the, the, this was a, a, we have another automatic one coming up here in a minute but i mean I kind of enjoyed Arthur Smith because it just drove people so crazy. (laughs) But here's the thing. I knew he was a dumb dumb. I knew he wasn't good at this. He showed me last year and the year before. Why did I think this year was going to be better? Do I I think he found like a magic serum like in a video game where like all of a sudden he's going to start using his – No, but he's gone. We don't have to worry about it. That's what a lot of these guys have in common, except they're going to wind up in new places. And they're going to mess with new faces, so be very careful with these guys, Jerry. Yep, got All All right, well, we have three awards left, and uh, let's go with Dynasty's Biggest Dumpster Fire. Not everybody's a hit, Jer. Not everybody Ooh. has uh, the best season. They, they don't do the, the best for their fantasy value. And the nominees for Dynasty's Biggest Dumpster Fire are Traylon Burks, Kyle Pitts, Jahan Dotson, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Tony Pollard, and Austin Eckler, and the award for Dynasty's biggest dumpster fire was it was Austin Eckler. As Jerry this, said, last year's RB one, Jerry, this was your nominee. Go, are you? You're a winner. No, Go
1: ahead. this was. I was. Listen. My oldest redraft league, I drafted Austin Eckler 10th overall. I traded for him in my oldest dynasty league just because I, I I was making my run. Randall, I will never trust that man again. If he ends up a Detroit Lion, I it'll be the only Detroit Lion I don't like. That's not true. I've not liked lots of Lions over the years. Last year's RB1, this year's RB28. Where you took him? What you traded for him? None of it returned any value. Biggest dumpster fire, and not even like, here's a here's a two game. Just here you go. I helped you out. I was vintage Austin Eckler. No, he was vintage. I don't know who's a.
0: Who's or you a, can say like, it, he
1: was vintage dog shit. He was vintage. Not even vintage. It was milky and it was discolored and it was
0: not enjoyable uh i do want to talk about some of the other nominees i mean patrick mahomes had a career worst finish yeah uh, you, you got not that he's necessarily a dumpster fire but this was definitely a dumpster fire year um Jahan dotson there were so many people that i mean christian watson could have been on this list uh, a burks is on there because well we we, we make fun of, of Traylon burks on this show we are an anti we're an anti-Trailin Traylon Burke show. And then Justin I think, Fields. I think, I think Tony Pollard is the is the two for you, sure. You, you know, like people some know. people
1: they didn't shut the hell up about Tony Pollard all off season. All yeah. off season, I had to hear about Tony freaking Pollard. And that dude came out and it was a dud.
0: You know what Tony Pollard believers had in common? Hmm. They were also fading Rashad White go back to last year find find shows that are or content creators that were pro Tony Pollard most of them were anti Rashad White it's very, it's very true uh, and i put Justin Fields on here just because of the regression in the run game i mean he went from and he missed a couple of games last year and i know he missed a few this year but he only rushed for 650 yards
1: yeah and it was like 1100 or something last year yeah
0: yeah 650 this year and, and, and here's why. He was so highly drafted in Superflex leagues last year. And another fun fact, no player had more preseason NFL bets on them to win the MVP <laughs> than Justin Fields. That just does a true story.
1: Hmm. He was
0: the most bet player to win this year's MVP of anybody. I think they finished right at or right below. So as a team, they were, they were right in that mix. But um, he only scored 17 PPR points a game. I mean, that's in a range with guys that he was not supposed to be with. So that's in, in right. fairness while I put him on there. But speaking of quarterbacks, Jerry, we're going to give away fantasy's MVP. And this is, you know, it can be as much a seasonal as it is a dynasty, but it's a fantasy football award. But I wanted to make it fair because so many of us play in super flex leagues. So I wanted to go with the MVP of the quarterback position. Because that's what the NFL does. It's always the the best quarterback on the best team. But I didn't want to do that. But I wanted to have a quarterback because I want to take care of this the the skill position guys as well. So sure. let's get into let's get into the quarterback the award the nominees for quarterback MVP. We have Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts and the winner you guys already know if you listen to this show it's Josh Allen. The guy is just unstoppable, Jerry. I don't care that he throws 15 or 20 interceptions. I really don't. Now, I had this one filled in. What did you think when you saw my man uh my man Josh Allen?
1: Uh I mean, it is Josh Allen. I mean, I I could hear an argument probably for Lamar Jackson, but uh, I'm going to take Josh Allen.
0: He scored two, on average, two more points per game than the other guys. So it's great that they had a good year. And he came through in the playoffs, 16, 25, 21. Steady as can be all year. Only had one game, it looks like, on his, on his card. One game of less than 13 standard scoring points. That is solid, Jerry. That is absolutely solid. Because you can just count on him. And I know people are always looking to anoint the next big thing. Don't overthink it. Josh Allen, from a fantasy perspective, is the best quarterback in fantasy. Not, it's not in, not in question. And we have one final award, Jer. The final yeah. award, it's the non-QB MVP. Because you are got to have one. These Obviously. guys, Because the quarterback touches the ball on every single play. Whereas these guys only get the ball from the quarterback. But we have some special guys here, some veterans, some young guys, everything in between. The nominees for the non-quarterback MVP are Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Brees Hall, Puka Nakua, Amon Ra St. Brown, and CeeDee Lamb. And the award for the MVP of the non-quarterback variety goes to CeeDee Lamb. And I know that's probably a bold take, but Jerry and I talked about it. And uh, Jerry, there were two guys in in PPR standard quarterback scoring. There are two guys that scored four hundred or more points. Can you name them? Uh,
1: one of them's probably Josh Allen, and I bet you are setting me up for CD Lamb.
0: It is CD Lamb, um, and, and nothing against Christian McCaffrey. It was very close. I think people will be surprised to know that on the entire season, Brees Hall was the RB2 in total points. Um, but I gave it to CD Lamb because kind of like Christian McCaffrey, um, both guys got you to the playoffs. But when you got to the playoffs, CD Lamb won you your playoffs. Week 15, 18.6. Week 16, 25.2. Week 17, 40.2. If you had CD Lamb, you got to the playoffs and you probably won your playoff matchup because of CD Lamb. It was very, very close. This is a dynasty show. Of course, we're going to lead into the young guy. CD Lamb, MVP. Jerry, anything on uh, CD?
1: Nope. That's a good one. I mean, that's a tough one, though. Honestly, I think out of all the categories all that we did, because Christian McCaffrey has an argument, I think Tyreek Hill has an
0: argument. Hell, I'm I, bombing,
1: a, I mean, a, Puka. I mean, A.J. Brown early yeah. in
0: the season. But I think from a, for, for me, the, the 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 final tie-breaking decision-making came What's to playoffs. Consistency first, because C.D. was very consistent, and the playoffs. He just nuked people in the playoffs. Just absolutely crushed them. And then Week 18, if for some reason you played in one of those janky-ass Week 18 championship leagues, oh, 35.5 that week too. The guy is bananas, and even when he had a bad game this past week, if you played some uh, postseason, some playoff fantasy, he had a good game. He garbage-timed his way to a good game. Hell, Dak garbage-timed his way to three touchdowns. So for me, it, it was CeeDee Lamb. It was very close with him and CMC, and Tyreek Hill was right there behind him. But there you go, Jerry. That is going to put a bow on everything 2023 and going backwards for the Dynasty War Zone. Which means going forward. Which means going forward, we're going to be live streaming this Sunday, the 21st, 9.30-ish. Because if, we're, if if there's a banger of a game between the Chiefs and the Bills, we may not go to live till 10. Don't know, but we'll know when we get there. Or we may watch it and live stream it with you. But our topic for this week on Sunday night, live, 9.30-ish, Eastern Is going to be 2024 pre-free agency and pre-NFL draft trades and fades. Guys we're looking to acquire and guys we're looking to move off of. We're going to do a little bit of speculative uh, decision-making. We're going to speculate, hey, who's not going to get competition? Who are we not worried about getting competition? And we're going to go into trades and fades, Jerry.
1: Because... This time of the year is the one where we want to analyze our rosters. That's what you always say. Do your—I I don't remember what you use because you're a—it's a, it's a performance like, review. You just give there a you go review. performance review. Uh, that's usually the ones where I get fired. But you—you you want to do that, and that's why we're doing things like trades and fades. You want to know what kind of players that you can cheaply acquire, maybe ones you can get a little bit of extra value on before we start worrying about all the rookies that we are absolutely going to talk about in no time.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and then we're going to, you know, transition. We'll have the show on the 21st. We'll have another veteran-ish. Maybe we'll do some startup strategy on the 28th. And then on the 4th, we're going to do a one-round super flex rookie mock with our boy Dallas Hyder. Gang, it's here. Um, I know a lot of other shows. They're 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 taking the week off. They're taking and good for them if that's what they need to recharge their batteries to come back and and light this candle. Good for them. Jerry and I don't need that. We're savages. We're gonna jump right back into the ring and we're gonna True. be we're gonna be right back here in like four days doing it live, live all over again. Jer,
1: love it. I absolutely love it. Hopefully, I'm not a sad, sad fellow that day.
0: Uh, you know, you know. here's the thing. Even if they don't win, you shouldn't be sad because you you got the one. Um, real quick, uh, check out our sponsors. We have Battle. We have the Dynasty Dominator. Uh, both of those are great. Uh, I want to give a, a shout-out to Greg, our newest patron, came in, took an orphan. Kudos to Neil. Uh, got him hooked up. We still have a couple left. So if you were thinking about doing something – to keep yourself entertained and busy during the off-season, come on over. Uh, we got it, we got. We We have an orphan for you, maybe. And if we don't get you in an orphan, we'll put you at the top of the list for a startup. Patron 19, I told uh, Neil, our admin, it'll be sometime around between Valentine's Day and the 1st of March. In that two-week window, we'll be doing a startup. Everybody loves a startup. Oh, and remember all those good things I said about payouts. This league would be no different. Um, quick payouts, good people. That's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There is a link in the show description. You can check that out. So that way, if you're listening, um, we'll try to get one in the YouTube, but if not, just go to patreon.com and then search Dynasty zone. You will find it. And Jerry, you'll find us on Sunday, 9.30 p.m. ish Eastern time right here. Jerry, what words of wisdom do you have going into what is my favorite weekend of football of the year?
1: Uh no no words of wisdom. I am asking you for prayers sacrificing your your children and your largest animals all for a, a Lions victory. Whatever whatever your religious beliefs are and the rituals that you need to summon a Detroit Lions victory. That is what I need from you selfishly.
0: I don't think I'm a, it's a, lot I'm a selfish
1: ask. man, Randy.
0: I I am so sorry, but I need this. I, I don't think it's a lot to ask, given all the free content that that you. Right. if you one ox right if you have to slaughter
1: one oxen for Jerry, that seems like I mean, a fair trade.
0: I mean, I'm a Christian man, or whatever religion that dominates the area in which I'm podcasting at that given time, <laughs> but but I will say an extra special prayer for your lions as we go into. The weekend, I'll be honest, um, I, I love this weekend. I love the two and two format. I know people love super wild card with like two here, three. Yeah. For me, you can't beat two on Saturday. You can't beat two on Sunday. This will be our last good Saturday of football for man. a long, long time because on the 28th, we get two games. We get a week off and then we get the Super Bowl and then we talk rookies. And we're going to do a lot of that here at the Dynasty War Zone. But on behalf of that, man, the man in which these awards are named after, they're called the Jerry. Why the Jerry? Because he's pure gold. And on behalf of Jerry at Jerry Sin DWZ, you can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And we'll see you next time here on the Dynasty Warzone. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great week, guys.
2: Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference
0: between winning and losing.